Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Welcome back to Podcast and Amplify. I am here with Brie Mosquera. She is a former MSW therapist turned empowerment coach. And she uses her therapeutic insights and her personal experiences with trauma to help motivated and curious women awaken the boldest version of themselves and bring a splash of color and spice back into their lives. She's currently living out her dream of living abroad, moving from New York to Spain. So welcome, Brie. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So today, Brie and I are going to talk about trauma. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get get into it because everyone has traumas, and and Brie, with her you know knowledge and expertise, will be able to define that a little bit more for us. So let's just dive in. And can you define trauma for us? I know I've heard recently like big T and little T, and and what the you know differentiation is between those two. But I'm I'm very curious about um, yeah that definition of trauma it seems to be a big topic lately. Yeah. And, and I also think it's kind of, well, especially growing up, it's been a, a taboo topic as well. I feel like being a Latina myself, um, being in the Latinx community, it's always like if you've experienced some type of trauma, you keep it to yourself. You don't really share it with others or your family members or even seek help from it from anyone in your community. So I am really excited that we're talking about this just because we need to normalize it and we need to be able to recognize the the trauma in our own life because trauma is such a broad word. And this is why I also enjoy talking about it because it is so broad. When we think of trauma, we automatically think of something, you know, big, like some form of abuse or maybe even experiencing a natural disaster or some type of accident. And these are some examples of kind of just like the bigger forms of trauma that we experience. But trauma is either a singular or an ongoing distressing and disturbing event. And the reason I, I want to really emphasize on that it could be a singular thing because it could be like a natural natural disaster that you experience, you lose your home, you're homeless, and that experience in itself can be traumatic because it's shifting your current life and, and your mindset of how you view your surroundings. In addition to, let's say, the, the smaller T, like you said, or the little T can be um, some type of betrayal or some type of feeling embarrassed. Um, I even have little notes down that I'm going to be referring back to as well, but also bullying. And this can be something that can be ongoing, especially for kids and teenagers. I feel like 
as adults, yes, we experience some type of betrayal and, and embarrassment. But when we're a teenager, I remember kids, we don't really realize how being bullied, um, having a good friend that then betrays us in some way, or just being embarrassed by maybe what we're wearing or how we look, that can impact us. And it's going to, and it is a form of trauma because then it affects the type of interactions that you have moving forward and just your thought process and how you view yourself and the world moving forward, even into adulthood. So yeah, so these are the two different forms of, of trauma and what trauma ultimately is. Yeah, and I love the breakdown of like the macro and the micro, right? And that you know, it could be a huge life event. And that's what most of us think of when we think of trauma, but there are all these little events that happen in our lives that, you know, they may not seem maybe big to other people from the outside, but mm-hmm. everyone's different, right? In the way that they internalize things, or maybe if they're a sensitive person, maybe if they're not sensitive, you know, there's just a way that, that, that it affects people um, as they're experiencing it. And I also like that you touched on it being difficult to get past that taboo of talking about trauma or even therapy when it comes to your Latino community. And even I think communities of color, right, where mm-hmm. it's it's not normalized. Um, and I had a I was fortunate to have a friend who normalized it for me. She was a white woman, mm. but she kept talking about therapy as though it was just like something you did. And I had been thinking about that, you know, going and, and, but in my, in my world, it wasn't really a common thing at all. And so just that power of someone else, you know, or people around you just talking about whether it's therapy or trauma or, you know, anything that you're, you're kind of addressing when it comes to yourself is really really important because, you know, then we just stay stuck in our, our pattern. Exactly. Yeah. Just talking about like just mental health and in general, and something that you also said that I really liked is that, you know, we're all different and we all um, handle things differently. So something that might happen to me, someone else might say, oh, it's not that serious. Like you don't need to stress it or get over it. But so because someone else that you care about and people in your external world and maybe even society are telling you like, oh, just brush it off. You need to be strong. You need to be, have that thick skin because everyone else is telling you to get over it. You then don't view your maybe small traumatic experience as something even worth talking about and managing and and just dealing with because you're listening to others rather than listening to what you actually need. And I think that even goes to a whole other topic of just knowing who you are authentically and what your, your needs are and what you need um, to continue living in your true essence and in alignment. Yeah. I, I love that your true essence. Yeah. Because it's almost like if you can honor your trauma, you could honor yourself, right? It's all linked to one another. Um, So I want to talk about what happens like in our minds when we're triggered by these traumas that we've experienced. Yes, 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 yes. So um, before I get further into it, I do want to explain a little bit of the brain structure, just so the listeners kind of understand a little bit about like what exactly is happening. And I know personally, myself, 
I am a very, I think with my logical brain and I need to really understand everything. So it all makes sense. So yeah, so I'm going to get into that a little bit. So the first part of our brain structure is we have our reptilian brain, which is at the, I guess at the top, you can say of our brainstem. And that is the first thing that is developed while in the womb. So even they say that, you know, um, babies in the womb, like whatever the mother is experiencing, they also pick it up because their reptilian brain is developing in that time. And pretty much what the reptilian brain is, is that it organizes our basic like functions. So sleeping, waking up, feeling hunger, just breathing. It's just something that we don't even have to think twice about. It's just automatically happening. And I also feel like with the name reptilian brain, you start to think about your animal, um, predatorial and survival instincts. And that's pretty much what the reptilian brain is. It has to do with our instincts, our habits. Um, and it also is tied into the flight and fight responses that, that we have. So, um, yeah, so that's the way you can view this reptilian brain and, and pretty much what the functions are. We next have our limbic brain, which is also known as our emotional brain. So it is where our subconscious lies. And if you don't know, our subconscious makes up about 90% of our brain. So that's a lot. That's a huge percentage that I feel like we just don't know about. We think that whatever thoughts we're having is what's making up our whole entire brain, but it's not. Our conscious mind only makes up about like 10 to 12%. And the percentage always vary a little bit. So that's why I like to mention too, it could be 10 to 12% of our conscious brain that we're actually aware of. But then the rest is happening all in our subconscious, also in our limbic brain. So our limbic brain is organized within the first six years of life. So if you have experienced any type of traumatic event growing up throughout your six to seven years of life, during that time, you're like a zombie a little bit because you are not questioning anything. Everything that you see, everything that you hear, you believe it to be true. So if you're witnessing some type of, let's say, domestic violence between your parents, if you're, you know, experiencing some type of bullying with older kids, whatever the case may be, you're believing that that's how a relationship should look like, or you're believing this is how other people should treat me. And you're not thinking twice about it because your brain is developing at this time. So it continues to develop after as you continue to grow, but the most crucial point of the development is between six to seven years of life. And the limbic brain, the emotional brain really um, helps you understand yourself and your surroundings. So this is why you're not really questioning anything that's going on around you during these six to seven years of life. You're just like, okay, this is who I am. This is how my environment is like. And Right. To you, it just is. Yeah, exactly. There's no like, you know, analyzing it or, or it's just life. Yeah, exactly. So this also influences how we make decisions since it is helping us kind of categorize what's going on and our surroundings as well. We then have our prefrontal cortex, which allows us, it's like the front part of our brain. If you think about like a visual of just like the brain, um, this is the front part of our brain. Our limbic brain, the emotional brain is like somewhere in the middle. So the prefrontal cortex helps us plan, anticipate. It gives us like sense of time, context, 
And it helps us analyze like what is the appropriate behavior to have in this moment. And it allows us to emotionally relate to others. So there's other parts of the brain that I'm not mentioning, but these three areas is where trauma impacts and influences. So with going back to your question about like how trauma um, impacts our brain is that whatever type of traumatic experience you've come, you've experienced, and maybe in this moment you're listening to this podcast and you're just like, I don't know if I've experienced trauma, right? And that's completely okay. But when you are an entrepreneur and you're putting yourself out there, you're, you're being vulnerable, you're doing things you've never done before, you're trying to follow a structure that has helped others succeed. So it's all about like trial and error when you're an entrepreneur that it starts to bring up a lot of limiting beliefs and it starts to bring up um, just your how you believe like what your what kind of belief system you have and because all this stuff starts coming up and you might already start to notice what are some of your limiting beliefs like you might be saying i'm not enough or this isn't going to work or i want to do this but i don't think i can or i don't even know what i'm doing i don't even know what i'm doing is such a limiting belief in itself or other people are doing it way better than i am exactly exactly so you might identify with some of these thoughts, or you might start to realize, okay, I'm thinking something else, but whatever the limiting belief is that you're pretty much doubting yourself, that may potentially stem from some type of traumatic event that you experienced. So when we think about the brain structure, when we now move on to a little bit of neuroscience, we all have genes, right? And our genes are then made out of protein. And all of this is what creates structure within our brain. So going back to whatever traumatic event that you've been to, or if you've experienced that traumatic event, you may have, if you know it in this moment, you may have believe that you've healed and you've moved past it. But the thing is, is that with our mind, we might be over it, but our body still holds this energy that is caused from the traumatic experience, which then stays stagnant within our body, especially when it's not addressed. And especially when we continue to ignore it and throw it under the rug. So when you're in an environment or in a situation that then triggers your stress hormones, which are the same stress hormones that were activated during this traumatic event, you are then creating more protein, more genes that are going to prepare you for future similar events. So does that make sense so far? Because I feel like neuroscience and all of this is kind of like a lot to really understand and take in. So I just want to make sure it it makes sense. You're going over a lot, but you're going over it in a very kind of methodical way of like, let's start with the reptilian brain and let's bring it all the way to your genes. And it totally makes sense. And I love that you're talking about how that trauma really is embedded almost like in your, on the cellular level. Exactly. And then, you know, how, you know, your hormones get triggered and then that becomes sort of like a 
autopilot thing for your body when you experience like trauma again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your body is reliving that experience, which your body not knowing like what's going on, really, it's still having that a huge impact. Yeah, exactly. And, And it's something that we don't even realize it's happening. We don't even realize that our body holds on to this energy from this experience, we just kind of think to ourselves like, oh, we had a bad day or, oh, I really like, I I fucked up on this project at work. And and we have no idea that it comes back to this initial experience that we had and how, because like, for example, if you did experience an ongoing recurring traumatic event, that repetition, that your body is made to protect you. So whenever your body or in your mind as well, when you're in a situation, it's, it's helping you figure out if you're safe or if you're not. So when you are experiencing this traumatic event, it's letting you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're in danger. We need to protect you. So then you go into your, your flight or, or fight responses. So you can either want to fight literally or have these outbursts or maybe some type of, of aggressive action towards others. Or you're withdrawing and you're literally going into a shell just to protect yourself, which is when you might even block out the memory of this experience because you're just trying to protect yourself. That's what your body is helping you do. So because of the way you might be responding, you still use these type of responses even in your everyday life. And because your body, your mind is still assessing your environment. So if you're at work, for example, or not even if you're an entrepreneur and you're collaborating with other people, or maybe you're trying to get clients and you get those rejections and you're just like, oh, this is so hard. Like it's not working out for me. Your, your body begins to feel like you're in danger again, even though you're not, even though you just received a no, but because you start to feel like that anxiety and that stress that is also tied back to this experience, your body is then trying to, you're you're preparing, you're trying to figure out, am I going to have an outburst? Am I going to act aggressively or am I going to withdraw? Like I know, for example, speaking personally, um, my response is to withdraw. So whenever I feel like I'm being triggered, I get really quiet and I just shut down. But by becoming aware of this, of my response, and how my past traumatic experiences has influenced me, I'm now able to say, okay, I feel myself shutting down. Let me honor what's happening. Let me honor what I'm experiencing, what's coming up. And let me do something differently rather than completely shutting down and not speaking to anyone. Maybe let me meditate or maybe let me go on a walk or let me just do something that's a little bit more proactive that's allowing my body to know that it's safe while also reprogramming. Like you said, it's on a cellular level that these changes are are happening. So you ultimately have to reprogram your DNA towards believing that you are safe and that you can act differently and you can be everything that you want to be despite this experience. Yes, I I love that. And we'll talk about, you know, how to move forward and thrive. And I mean, there's a beautiful breakdown of how it all works from just that, that neuroscience level, the biological level, because I'm, I'm sure people listening can relate, especially entrepreneurs, 
I mean, they say that entrepreneurship could be like the best, you know, personal growth experience um, because of you're, you're exactly right of what you mentioned. It challenges so many parts of you because the business is you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're the, you're representing the business, you're creating the business, you're running it. And so all, all the limiting beliefs and the past things, they just come up and it really is a great opportunity if you decide for it to be to look at those things and unpack a lot of the trauma or your past experiences to get to that sort of next place. And not only is an opportunity, I would also say it's a have to, right? Like you, you really can't get to the next level or, or where you're, you're striving to be if you don't address certain things. Like you just can't get around it. Yeah. That's why, you know, we're talking today about trauma because like I mentioned earlier, and like you've been talking about, we've all experienced something on some level. So it just helps us to look at it and to talk about it and openly and honestly. And so that way we can support each other, right? In that, or get the support that we need to kind of overcome these things. Hey, explorers, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to the free workshop that I created. It's called The Three Secrets to Starting Your Successful Podcast. Now, it's all about helping you to start your dream podcast so that you can share your voice and expand your business. If you want to join, just go to explorerandyou.com. It's totally free. All right, friend, back to the show. So I want to talk about like moving forward, working through these traumas. What is the strategy? What's the method for people to be able to work on these things and move forward and thrive? So something that I like to even share with my clients is that like just off the bat, being in this like constant cycle of experiencing these limiting beliefs and these heavy emotions that come back to the, the trauma, it becomes an addiction for us because we, since we've experienced this heavy moment, this heavy experience, we already know what the outcome is. Like we, we already experienced it, but as an entrepreneur and you're, you don't know what's going to happen at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you don't know if you're going to hit your goals. You just don't know what's going to happen. Life is so unpredictable. And that's kind of like the adventure of life. So because as an entrepreneur, we don't know what the future holds. We only know what the past holds and what we've experienced. That makes us feel safe and it makes us feel comfortable and familiar, even though it's something that causes us pain and it's something that might be unhealthy. So we start to become addicted. So I believe when you start to realize that what you're experiencing, that you've become addicted to it, you can then be able to acknowledge the fact that okay, uh, I'm addicted to this, to this sensation. And you can start to say, what do I choose now? And I don't want to no longer continue to choose this belief or this emotion or, or whatever it is that you're experiencing. So you're at kind of like a crossroad where you want to ask yourself, what am I choosing from this moment on? And as you start to ask yourself this question of what do you choose? Like before you even get there as well, the first thing is just like really meeting yourself where you are and identifying what the belief is that you're having. What is the emotion that you're having? Um, And if nothing's coming up for you, just having the intention of saying I'm open to receiving 
the insight that I need, or I am open to receive what I cannot see. Because um, when we do start our self-development and our, our spiritual work, at first, we don't really know what we're doing. And especially when an experience has been so pushed and is way deep in our subconscious, it's not going to come up right away just because you ask one question. So I think the important thing you can do if you're here is for a reason. You know, if you've clicked on on this podcast is because something is telling you, like, I fully believe nothing's a coincidence. So if this podcast notification comes up and you click on it, it's because your your body is telling you there's time, there's work to be done and it's time for you to start. Well, if you're here, it's because you're already curious and, and your subconscious is telling you and, and your inner being, right? We all have a soul. It's, it's telling us it's time to heal. It's time to do the work. So you really want to start where you are and be patient and kind with yourself through that explorative process that you're starting to go on. Because being an entrepreneur, I feel like is amazing. I love it. But I also feel like it's a trigger in itself because so much things do start coming up. So just like really embracing the journey, noticing what these beliefs are and start writing them down. Like if you're speaking to a client, if you're speaking to a loved one, wherever you are, if you notice that shift within yourself, that you're super happy, you're having a good time. And the next thing you know, you just notice this change. I also want to say that we're not going to be happy every single moment of our day because that's just not realistic. We're meant to experience different emotions to let us know what's going on. And it's just an experience at the end of the day. But when you do notice the shift, we always have our phones on us. You can grab your phone and start creating a little note section where you start to write, what are the beliefs that are coming up? How are you speaking to yourself? So when you have all that written out, then you can kind of go back to it as like a little journal activity to then think, okay, where did I hear this? Or where did this thought even come from to help your yourself start getting deeper within the exploratory journey that you're now going in. So after you begin to notice it, you're, you might feel a little bit bad because you're, you're bringing up this heaviness that you've pushed way down throughout the majority of your life. So what I suggest is to start holding space for yourself to do the inner work and to reconnect with your body. And that's ultimately what I do as an empowerment coach is that I help my clients reconnect with the sensations in their body because our body holds so much wisdom. So just taking out like three breaks within your day for five minutes, we all have five minutes that you could just close your eyes and just breathe and just notice what comes up. Notice where the tension lies. Notice what that tension might represent. Like tension in your neck, might not always mean that you slept bad. It might be some type of stored energy from an experience that you haven't released, that it's like still weighing on you. Just to kind of recap a little bit as well, I would say the first step is to really start where you are. The second step is to notice what the beliefs are, start writing them down, start reflecting on what the origin might be. The third step is more of an activity, but just hold, holding the space to do a body scan on yourself, noticing what's coming up, just sitting with yourself in silence with the discomfort, with the heaviness and just being with it because that is what will liberate you and what will help you feel confident in your business. Because if you're not able to hold the space for yourself, how can you hold the space for other people and for your clients? 
So this is just a little activity. And then the fourth step that I have is to continue to um, everything that you've gathered so far. So the noticing, the observing, the reflecting, the identifying, you want to start changing your narrative. You want to start asking yourself, what do I choose now? that is reflective to who I ultimately am, not who I was and what I've been through or what I've been labeling myself with. Because yes, we have this experience that we're holding on to, but because of going back to the limptic brain and when it's developing, we have a lot of beliefs that we've adopted. And we think that this is what makes us who we are. A lot of beliefs from society, from our parents, from their upbringing, because our parents are just teaching us what they were taught. And that might not be aligned where, with who we are in this 21st century, right? So just creating your own narrative with beliefs that are aligned to who you actually are. And this is not to say that you're going to just disregard your past experience and you're just going to forget about it because you're choosing otherwise. No, the point is that you're still reflecting and you're healing and you're noticing these sensations to give you the, the insight that you need to ultimately change the narrative and know what it is that you want. Because you, you, might, you might already know that you don't want to experience the heaviness and you don't want to feel sad, but there's more to that. There's more insight to that feeling that we just don't know about. Right. It's like peeling back that onion just a little bit more yeah, and then a little exactly. bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to mention two things. The journaling is so, so powerful. And I just want to highlight that because there's a difference between having it all in your brain mm -hmm. and then getting it out of your brain and looking yes. at it. That's a huge shift. And I know not everyone likes to journal or maybe they think it's not my thing, but there is such power in writing down your thoughts. And I mentioned that because it's really powerful for me and it's meditative. So like, if you don't like meditating or that's you're, you don't, you have a hard time doing that. That is a way to meditatively sit there and journal and be with yourself. Um, and the other thing I want to say too, is it's really a lot about prioritizing yourself. And mm. when you said like holding space for yourself and, and sitting with your, your feelings. And I think in our society, you know, we really, geared towards distraction and we are not set up to prioritize our own well-being, our own yeah. mental health, our own selves and becoming fully who we are. And so all the steps that Bree's mentioning, they really just take that extra like intention to prioritize yourself. And I just want to emphasize that we are all worth it. We're all worth that yeah. extra time of putting into ourselves. And that's really our path to really being a happy person. And like you said, it's not all about being happy. Mm -hmm. all, all emotion. I had to learn this too, that all emotions are valid and not to place judgment on them, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is hard for me. You know, I still struggle with negative feelings. I don't love them, but you know, they're all part yeah. of just being human. But yeah, but getting to that place where you feel, maybe it's not even happy. It's just feeling peace and contentment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to highlight those two things because it's things that I've experienced on my journey that have kind of clicked like, oh, that's why you do that. <laughs> that's why that's important. 
Yeah, I definitely resonate with that, that it's not so much about feeling happiness. It's about feeling, for me, it's been about peace. That is my goal. It doesn't matter what is happening around me. As long as I feel grounded within my physical body and I just feel this sense of peace, yeah, nothing else matters because I know I feel fully in control of of myself and and how I, I view the world and not allowing whatever's happening in my external or just around me affect me and being able to know that everything's okay everything's always working out um but also back to the last step of just like really noticing and observing and reflecting and and changing this narrative as you do this kind of work um it's helping you find that that self-love, that compassion, that acceptance. So this stagnant energy can begin to, to move. And so as it moves, you might even feel called to do certain things. Like you might feel called to want to just dance like intuitively, just like letting this energy move. You might feel like so angry that you might want to just like yell into a pillow or you might write a letter to this past version of yourself that dealt with this trauma and you might want to burn it right and all these examples that i'm giving it's all of a a physical release so you because we're energy we're energetic beings everything around us is energy and it might sound crazy to you like what are you talking about but there is the laws of the universe that support all of this that we are energetic beings so i feel like once you truly embody that um and you allow yourself to have this energetic release of of noticing the emotion because emotion is energy as well so as you begin to do this work and then you have a physical release for it you then make room for everything that you actually want everything that actually serves you as an entrepreneur and just as a person in in general so just kind of view the process as like you're letting something go just like how you do spring cleaning right? You do spring cleaning, you donate clothes that no longer serve you. And then you buy some new clothes that you like and that are cute and that, you know, are the trend for that season. It's like the same thing goes with this, this inner work. You're making room for what actually serves you and what reflects who you actually are, not who society thinks you are or should be, or who your parents think you should be, just who you actually are. Yeah, I love that idea of making room. Just put all those other thoughts in a box and what can we bring in that's going to serve us? Like you said, I love that idea. And yeah, it's just, it is quite the process, but you've given us some really great tips for moving through that journey of challenging, limiting thoughts and looking at our trauma and just been a lovely journey through the, through the mind and then the heart and then... Yeah, yeah. We've covered a lot, but I think it was all very important. And it is a big journey, but like so worth it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's an ongoing journey too. Like I don't want listeners to think like, okay, if I identify the belief that that's it, that it's gone. Because the thing is, it's it's going to keep coming up. And But the reason it continues to come up, these triggers and the limiting beliefs and the heavy emotions, they keep coming up because there's still lessons to be learned from them. So if you're following these steps and let's say it's like the third time that you follow these steps and you're like, oh, it's still coming up. Why? And you're frustrated with yourself. Come to a place of gratitude. Thank yourself. 
for allowing this to come up again, because there's still more things for you to learn and, and to work through. So it's not so like, it's so easy for us to get frustrated yeah. and to get upset that it's still coming up, right. but it's more of a gift. Yeah, no, I love that perspective, changing it into like from frustration to a gift. And yeah, it can be, it can be frustrating, but I appreciate that encouragement. I look at it as like, I'm kind of holding it up to the light, whatever it is. And you're seeing like different, you know, the light mm -hmm. catches, you know, so like you're turning it and you're like, oh, okay, I, that was the problem I thought. But then when I turn it, I see another, there's another facet that I didn't yeah. know mm -hmm. was there. So, oh, now I get to look at that and work on that. And sometimes you turn it again and like, oh shoot, there's another <laughs> facet. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I feel like that's a great like visual as well, because it's true. There are a lot of like layers to just one belief. Yeah. I think we're, I think so many things are really nuanced. Um, and I, I like nuance. I think that's how my brain kind of works but I know not everyone loves that but I think like just having that gratitude will help change the the feeling around it but yeah I feel like what we've talked about a lot here today is I think when you have that inner sense of turmoil mm. or I think for me it's felt like constriction like so tight yeah and then like how do you move to, you know it's like moving to that place of like we talked about the the calmness mm. the inner peace, you know, and yeah. the, the expansion. I know you, you empower women. And I think so much a part of feeling empowered is that feeling of just openness and, and lightness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely. And just being able to embrace all parts of yourself, the, even the parts that are just like, uh, like icky and just feeling heavy, just being able to be like, yep, this is me, all of it. And it's okay. Like I still love myself for it for all of it, um, I think is what even makes you feel more confident and empowered in yourself and just increases your level of confidence. Cause we all are, we're all, we're all confident, but I think it's more about increasing that level in a way that, um, serves our, our goals and allows us to really shine our light without any type of doubt or belief holding us back from doing so. You reminded me that I, kind of thought about personal growth journey is like becoming a better version of myself mm. initially. And then as I started to do work over the years, I was like, oh, I'm just becoming more of myself. Yes. Like the most beautiful. of myself. And it was such yeah. a like it was such an amazing realization. I was like, oh, I'm just becoming more me. Mm. Yeah. So so I think that's just this process and this journey and I really appreciate everything that you've shared today. This has been a really impactful conversation. I know that listeners Yay. are going to just get so much out of this conversation. And so I want to definitely let people know how they can work with you or where they can connect with you. So can you tell us how we can, how we can find you? Yes, definitely. So I primarily love Instagram. So I'm mainly on Instagram. So you can find me at thrive underscore with Brie on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel, which is called Brie Mosquera. And you can always email me at Brie Mosquera coaching at gmail.com. And also for any, well, for all the listeners that are tuning in and that feel ready to start diving a little bit into their inner work. Maybe they're not ready for 
a full-blown coaching package, but they do just want to talk, I do offer one 90-minute coaching call. So if you're tuning in, you can contact me with the code THRIVE, and I will give you a little discount on that 90-minute coaching call. So I just also want to offer that and put that out there to continue to further support you in your growth. Well, thank you, Bree. That is so generous of you. And we will definitely include links to all the places you can work with and find out more about Bree in the show notes. And then we'll include the code too, just in case you forget. Um, but okay. uh, we'll include all that there. So thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk with me today about this like really big topic, but just, you know, breaking it down in such a digestible way. It's been my honor and I was looking forward to this all week. So thank you for, for having me. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care. <laughs>